30th of March in the year of our Lord, 2021, and it's just coming up to quarter to 12 in the afternoon, morning. We am here, back with the Good Life Show with my friend Clive DeCarl, and delighted to invite Mark Kent back on the show from Osmio. Long time we've done this, Mark. Yeah, yeah, I can't, I can't remember how long... <laughs> Quite a long I don't time. Know. I have no idea. Good, I remember a good few years. <laughs> yeah, I contacted yeah. you to to come and join the Edge Media, and then here we are, 10, 10 11 years later. Mm. So, uh, yeah, and how's good in the world of Osmia? We are going to get onto the importance of water. We're going to talk about um, mm. bleach and the dangers of all these hand sanitizers and everything. Um, is everything good at Osmia though? Yeah, very well. Um, we're, um, we are uh, based at a nature reserve in Kent now um, called Eternal Lake Nature Reserve. And it's a lake and a sort of um, really nice nature reserve. So it's quite, it's quite good to be based here. And we're looking after the nature reserve and doing a lot of um, planting and stuff. Um, we're doing um, a, a few studies with different universities as well on the molecular hydrogen. Uh, which is, yeah, it's really interesting and working with um, people with Parkinson's and COPD and asthma at the moment. Those are the areas we're studying. Um, also, also plants as well, using it for plants. So, um, yeah, that's what we're doing. You at the really moment. have taken a, a big step, haven't you? So, yeah, well, we'll just... back to that, Mark, because, um, you know, I want to, we want to talk about Osmio for, for new listeners who, who haven't heard our conversations of the past, but I just, first of all, just like to bring in my co-host for my new show, The Good Life, Clive DeCarl. Hi Clive, how are you? Hello Lou, <laughs> fantastic, thank you. I'm Good, we had in the sunshine. Isn't it gorgeous? We had some lovely responses from our first show. Um, so first of all, Clive, I would just like to start with a summing up of what's caught your eye this week in regards to health news and what way the, uh, the establishment are trying to uh, like destroy our health. Well, I think the most important thing for people to understand right now is that the vaccine passport is the Chinese social credit system, right? The vaccine passport is the social credit system. And people are just accepting the idea of a vaccine passport, or a few people are, a lot of people are, I suppose, because they think that's all it is. But actually, it'll be total, total surveillance of everything that we uh, think and do, basically. And we, we cannot allow it to take place. Otherwise, we're under totalitarian uh, technocracy and we're all even more enslaved than we are now. It would be total enslavement. Yeah, I mean, people are doing it. Oh, yes, if we get this, that means we're going to go be able to go on holiday and that's going to be great. And we aren't seeing on the mainstream media the amount of people that are properly dying. I do believe in some parts of America, the vaccine deaths are sort of like catching up with the actual deaths of this thing, the flu. Um, 
I just, but when anyone's trying to talk out about it in this country, I mean, you just have to mention COVID vaccine and your post immediately gets taken down and you get warned about it and the posts are being hidden. They're literally shutting down anybody who's going against the narrative. I think, was it Dolores Carhill, Dr. Dr. She's been speaking out so many and they're just getting taken down, Clive. And I'm just worried that people... People aren't seeing. I mean, is this this is quite going to link quite well, actually. Is it too much fluoride being put in the water, which we'll go on to later? What do? Why do you think people are so easily complying at the moment? Well, the fluoride is an interesting point. Uh, clearly, fluoride's been used in gulags and prison camps for uh, almost a century because it was realised early on that people who are given fluoride in the drinking water, for example, become compliant and easily convinced. And they'll go along with what they're told. It stifles rebellion. It uh, gets rid of the iodine in somebody's body, which upsets their health. It's a disaster, a big scale disaster. And the, the idea that fluoride is good for the teeth is has always been a myth, a deception, a lie. And that is a possibility why people have taken on this belief that the government is right about pretty much everything. It's incredible, beyond belief to me, but it's happening. Yeah. Um, so if these passports go ahead, Clive, is that going to literally be as a normal passport that you want if you have not taken this vaccine? that you basically cannot travel just the same as if you haven't got a passport, you can't, you can't travel. Or is it going to be, is it going to, is that other things added to it? Not just uh, regulating travel. You know, it's that thing they would, wouldn't they? Given the chance to put all the information for your own good. Um, I'm getting a lot of feedback, by the way. Uh, the... Is that better? I'll turn mine down. Okay. Um, about the vaccine passports is oh, it yeah. just going to be restricting travel to other countries if these passports are brought in or are there other things attached to it do you think well I mean you know the, the government will because they want to they've made it absolutely abundantly clear they want records of everything that you think and do and they will use it uh, as the social credit scheme so if you for instance uh, listen to my uh broadcast well that may be considered a terrorist act and therefore you now can't travel you can't go into shops you can't do anything your your liberty is more restricted even than it is now and they want total control it's, i think i think most people listening to this broadcast will realize it's obvious and if vaccine passports come in they will use it to record everything about us and restrict us oh well i'm afraid your vaccine passport says um you can't travel and <clears throat> or can't do anything I mean, the whole thing is a lie. I mean, all those people who booked their summer holiday believing uh, uh, that they could go abroad, it was a lie. What do politicians do? They lie. And this is World War Three. We are being attacked from every side to have our liberties taken away forever, freedom gone forever. And so we cannot uh, agree to the vaccine passport. No. 
But the one way we can take a bit of have control is take well, while we can is improving our overall health, though, would you not say? And I mean, last week we did go through some of the vitals, the vitamin C, the sunshine, uh, vitamin, vitamin D. We talked about minerals. We talked about magnesium. Um, what else? We're coming into the same. We are supposed to be coming into spring, summer. Hopefully there aren't going to be sort of like your winter colds going around, but there are other things that are going to accompany that with allergies and uh, who knows what else, you know, we're probably going to end up with stomach bugs coming in or is that part of COVID if you get a stomach bug as well now, is that classed as COVID? <laughs> probably. Um, I, I think something that's worth bear, bearing in mind is how, they, how they're planning to control us is with mobile phones, right? They want everybody to use a mobile phone and pretty much everybody is now doing that. Um, many years ago, I stopped using a mobile phone. All my friends know they'll, they'll never reach me on my mobile phone because I won't use it. I've got one in case of an emergency, but I never use it. And I think we all need to stop using our mobile phones and start uh, going back to how we used to communicate uh, because the mobile phones are the tracking devices yeah. And they're also making, you know, if someone doesn't reply immediately. It gets, it gets, you know, I know if my kids, if I'm phoning my kids, they're not replying immediately. But then I think back that my mum and dad could never get back to me. And actually, my kids are probably far more responsible than I was at their age. And um, everything was always all right. So but now it's become such a vital. It's just it, you pick up your purse, you pick up your phone. And you've got children as young as well, four-year-olds odd, having their phones with them. Granted, they make it as if it's to do with safety. But, but uh, let me say, if they're concerned about safety, there's no way that a four-year-old's brain should be exposed to a, to a mobile phone. This, this is insanity. Uh, they are not safe for young, young heads. No, no. But then again, Clive, we've now got... Um, children very young children but i don't know if it's babies being put forward for trials for the vaccine i mean they are they are they are they are going doing clinical trials on young children for the vaccine that is killing people well there will be trials uh at some point of the people doing those things you know judicial trials uh because uh they have no right to use an experimental gene therapy on unconsenting uh, children. It's, it, it is genocide. Yeah, and the mask thing, I saw images come out yesterday, I think it was, uh, was it uh, a maternity ward in China, I do believe, and all the newborn babies have got visors on. I mean, what kind of damage would that be doing? I mean, it's bad enough when you see young kids. I suppose they want to be cool and be like their parents or what have you. And they're putting masks on like they're about five or six. But what is that? I mean, I've, I've, I've told the school my kids, Jack will not be wearing. He doesn't wear a mask. He's not going to wear a mask. And if they even attempt to test him, I will be there quicker than, I don't know a bullet out of a cannon, out of a gun. Um, but they are put, they're masking children, they're putting visors on newborn babies. What kind of damage is that doing, Clive? Well, I mean, I, th I think you hardly need me to answer it. It's, it's a, just a terrible, terrible crime. I mean, I think it was Malcolm X who said, uh, don't let your enemies teach your children. 
and people have got to get together and homeschool and stop the indoctrination camps. You know, I, I got sent to an indoctrination camp when I was a child for years. They taught me ancient Greek. I don't can't tell you anything about ancient Greek. They taught me trigonometry. Likewise, you know, we, we have to stop this insanity. Government has yeah. to stop, I'm afraid. I mean, the, the old line I remember from school is you won't have, always have a calculator when you're out and about. Like the school teachers and now every single person, as we say, has their calculator on their mobile phones. Um, but I've noticed kids' handwritings are all appalling. They don't seem to bother with things like that at the moment. And the same with their grammar as well. It's not, uh, I don't know, it's, it's very, very different, the kids coming home from school. I never thought I'd be saying this. I was saying like my grandmother. Um, so, Mark... Come in with us, please. We've done so many shows back in the past about the water, uh, fluoride in the water. Are you now, do you, can you see the effects now maybe of long-term fluoride in the water by what we're witnessing now by the compliance of people now? Um, well, I don't know. Um, but I know right now, I mean, as of um, a couple of few days ago, uh, Matt Hancock, uh, what did he do? He had a select committee thing with water fluoridation. It was on the 16th of March. Oh, right. And then, um, so what it was to do with is one of the logistical problems of implementing it is that the water boundaries cross local authorities. So what they're proposing to do was um, take it centrally. So it's like, um, out of the local authority implementation to centralise it under Matt Hancock. So, um, so he said, he said, uh, what was it in the transcript? Um, yeah, they just want to take that power away from local authorities. So the idea is it goes to then public consultation and then it's from then on either implemented or not, you know, um, so like look at london it's got it's got thames water and it's got lo loads of different local authorities so it's like logistically impossible to implement um so that anyway he their um health and social care white paper on the 16th of march it was an oral evidence meeting with matt hancock sos and uh health and social care so yeah it's going on right now so there's a push there's a push for um a kind of nationalized approach to water fluoridation now which is different now so um it's so how uh, do we combat this though mark is there absolutely uh, nothing we can do is there or is there well say my what, say my local water um, authority decided started fluoridating the water yeah is um, there anything like uh, a product, mm. uh, a mineral, a machine, or mm. something that I can stop this fluoride. Yeah, I mean, I would, um, the best thing to do right now, I reckon, is write to the chief executive of the local authority, um, write to MP, local MP, um, and also to um, um, anyone like a city councillor that's going for election you know um like um you know go, go for someone um who would back that 
you know that not happening so then but yeah look at what's happening it's like this is not an emergency power kind of thing this is an oral care oral thing evidence for dental you know rubbish oh, is that what they're using it for is it that's what they get that's uh, what that's yeah yeah i mean that that's the reason for doing it um for oral care but obviously you know there's just a mountain of evidence against it. There's new evidence, neurotoxicity evidence that has come out in the last 12 months. It's like it's a really strong weight of evidence against it. So, um, you, you know, to stop it happening um, locally, well, they're going to they're gonna spend millions of pounds on infrastructure to put it in, the dosing um, infrastructure. And once it's in place, it's very, very difficult to get rid of it. So if you let them get it into your local area, then it's going to be really, really difficult to stop it after that. So it's better to stop it uh, before it happens. So, um, so you want to, each area has to kind of be on top of that, you know. Um, and um, yeah. So what about what about sort of like um, filter filtration and stuff like that? I mean, I know we can't sell it too much because you do have, you know, um, you know, you do have. Yeah. The, the company but yeah. is there things that we can we can buy and then people independently can go and have a look you i just want to tell mm. the listeners how mm. many years have you been doing looking into water and has your business been provide uh, looking into helping people have pure water i mean you've been doing this a long time you know that you know your subject you know your product so you're yeah. you know we're not just coming into we're not just invite Mark on to sell any products from Osmio. He knows what he's talking about when it comes to things like this. He knows the type of things that need to, you know, that, that can combat these things. So are there th things that people can get out there that will, um, a, a product that will filter the fluoride out mm. before it reaches their home? Is there some sort of product that people can go and have a look for? Um, yeah, of course, there are um, a few different methods to reduce fluoride. Um, and even I say reduce because nothing can remove it completely. Even a distiller, you know, because it, it gasses off below boiling point of water anyway. So fluorides can gas off and turn it back into liquid anyway. Um, that's why there's absorption media, which is like calcium phosphate. And there's ion exchange media, which is activated alumina. And there's another way, which is reverse osmosis. That's the only ways to do it um, that are out there. So yeah, there's different methods to reduce it depending on what's going on there. So um, yeah, so like reverse osmosis is good. And um, like um, calcium phosphate, like ceramic filters, like the clarity that uses that that's a good one a good method um it's much harder to do it at whole house it doesn't reduce nearly as much as you could when you're doing it for drinking and cooking water yeah um, but like the point is to stop it going in in the first place because you can't filter it out of your food because it's gonna you know 60 percent of yeah. water will be used in agriculture maybe more yeah. Absolutely. So, uh, so it depends. Um, you don't want it to get in the water supply in the first place because of food. But again, um, I, I propose uh, to um, get your own water supply if you can um, get, uh, you know, uh, look after water, treat it as best you can and um, use that for growing your own food as well. And um, how do people go about getting their own, own 
Yeah. How? Yeah. Um, well, nowadays online only, really, um, because um, yeah, you can. It depends on your situation whether you've got a um, a home, whether you're renting one or you own one. You know. Okay. Well, let's just uh, say, for example, I own my own house. I live in a, I live in an area where the water's going to be fluoridated. I don't want to have that. I want to be able to have my own water supply um, and not have to worry about it. How would one, you know, I'm just, this is just for new people. You're into yeah, yeah. Well, stupid questions, but people yeah. might, they might not know this information. So I've got yeah. my house. What, what would people need to do? The first steps that people would need to do to have, to, to have their own water supply. Mm. Yeah, they, they, they've got different points in the house. So there's entry point where the water comes in before it branches off around the house, right? Um, and goes to the bathrooms and the boiler and everywhere else, yeah? Um, then you've got um, the points of use in the um, kitchen and in the bathroom, say the shower uh, and the kitchen sink or something like that. So you've got points of use. Um, generally, like if you think about like a pyramid model, that it's like that really. Um, you can rank particles by their micron size, and you, you've got sort of absolute filtration barriers for particles, and you've got media that absorbs, and you've got media that exchanges. The basic three things that exist, right? Um, so, for example, a reverse osmosis system has a sediment filter is the first one normally, which um, is an absolute is a is a barrier, a nominal barrier of particles. Then it has a carbon filter, which is an absorption thing, which absorbs chemicals and gases and smells and things like that. So it absorbs like a sponge. Yeah. And then you've got a reverse osmosis membrane, which is like a physical barrier of particles. So that's like then it, which separates the water. And you've got other types of media that exchange ions with things. So for fluoride, you've got activated alumina, which attracts fluoride and exchanges it with aluminium hydroxide. So it's an ion exchange media, a bit like a water softener that you put salt in is an ion oh, yeah. exchange one. So it, it attracts calcium and magnesium and it exchanges with sodium. So it's an ion exchange media. And there's different types of those, anion media and cation media so anyway what you do is like you you put in a, a filtration system at the entry point which will get you a few steps up the up towards doing it especially like if it's got if it's got three filters like i put in to my house three different filters and a couple of them absorb one is an ion exchange one is an absorption and the other one has an absorption and an ion exchange media mixed into it so i've got like those three at the entry point so they're absorbing chemicals and fluoride as well but the problem with carbon absorption with fluoride it doesn't last that many liters right it doesn't work very for very long like that that's why you know the big berkey product a lot of people know that's this gravity thing with black filters they've um, got, I've a, got a gravity filter the yeah space. yeah so they they do these fluoride extra filters that have aluminium i'm sorry that have um um activated alumina in them to take fluoride out and it's because the black filters do reduce fluoride but maybe only for 200 liters or less you know um, uh, until they've absorbed as much as they can and the fluoride goes through. And then they've got these activated alumina filters, um, which I don't think is, is anywhere as near as good as using calcium phosphate, which is what is in the 
Coldstream ceramic filters in the, in the, made in the UK. So they've got a really good non-reverse osmosis way of reducing fluoride, which is the ceramic uh, Coldstream that has a ceramic biscuit sort of outer layer. And inside it's got carbon and calcium phosphate. And it's, and it's those two that deal with fluoride very well. And then you've got, um, but you see, um, yeah, and then you've got uh, reverse osmosis as well. So they're all good things to reduce fluoride. And also, you know, you can change your toothpaste and you can grow your food and... Um, exactly. And then you've it's got like, really uh, you change your, um, sorry, change your cookware as well to the non, if you avoid the non-stick cookware. Yeah, because that Teflon's got really nasty stuff in. I'm sure I've got few things to say about that. Yeah. So, well, Clive, what would you say about with with regards to the food, the water, the fluoride, and even the Teflon? I mean, we we you know, we are being attacked on every every single aspect. <laughs> Black tea as well. <laughs> Black tea has high fluoride in it. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. So there's lots of sources of it as well. But if it gets into the water supply, it gets into so many things, doesn't it? So it's going to get into all your food that's grown and into animals and into land and rivers and fish. And, and, they, and by the way, um, the best argument against these guys isn't a health argument because you'll lose every time if you argue on the health grounds, <laughs> even though there's a mountain of evidence because Matt Hancock is a... Is yeah. supposed, supposed to be a health minister, but anyway, um, the um, yeah the 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 argument that the, the thing that these people are not trained in is the environment. They have no idea what putting fluoride into the waters. They're, they're trying to do it for oral care, oral tooth yeah. tooth cavities, blah blah blah. But but they've got no training on the environment. They don't know what effect it's going to have on the ecology, on the animals, on the on the. Um, on, on pollinating insects, on fish or anything. They've got no idea. And then they'll just look at you in the face like, oh yeah, we don't have any training or any idea or any qualification in this department. Therefore it cannot go into the water supply. End of argument. Yeah? Don't argue about anything else. Like if you present a mountain of evidence, they'll, sh they'll chuck some dentists and some people from Public Health England into the public consultation, right? And they'll look more credible than the anti-fluoridationists, right, in the public. So what you do is you just go up there and say, these people arguing for fluoridation have no training in the environment. They've got no training in, um, well, I mean, the dentists arguing for it have no training in holistic, like body, yeah. like b below the heart. They're not trained. So they've got no training in that area, let's say. Um, and Matt Hancock has got no training in the environment or farming or agriculture or any of this. They've got no training, so they, they can't argue it. And they're not going to turn up with any other body that's going to go, oh, uh, some farmer farming group or whatever isn't going to go, yeah, we support this <laughs> fluoride in our foot. No, of course not. So, yeah. so that's, the, that's the Achilles heel of this argument. So if anyone's going to turn up to these, if there are any consultations, but you've got to, you've got to write to... Um, well, there are local uh, uh, elections coming up soon, aren't there? So this is the uh, time now that we need to be hammering uh, our local MPs and mm. making sure that, you know, if, they, if they're going to apply with certain things or they're going to do something, it's going to be your job out, your, you know, it's going to be your mission 
to, yeah, to wake yeah. people up and ensure people do not vote. I mean, the thing about fluoridation of water is it's got, you know, you might well sort out your house and get filters and whatnot, but the bigger impact is it really is going to affect everyone and you even more if you if you don't um, get involved. So, like, where there's been public consultations, they've won. They've been successful in many areas, many areas. So that's why they've not got it. Right. The people Today. need to have a look and see what's going on if they're, and right. that would be so, their local council, would it? Yeah, yeah. Well, um, yeah, exactly. Um, uh, get involved in the local joint, uh, local um, um, hearings and public consultations that are going on, um, and they make it very difficult as well to keep on top of this. But there's dedicated people already out there doing it, and some of them are very old as well, so they need like other people to pick up batons for them you know yeah, pick up the baton clive i just want to bring you in here and have your thoughts and i'd like to see you know as regards to health products um and vitamins minerals uh and regards to this fluoride what, what what say you all right well i can provide a little bit of good news um in that um while it's very difficult to completely filter the stuff out as marcus so correctly said one can use chemistry now um borax boron uh borax is a naturally occurring uh a, a mineral complex and uh boron in borax neutralizes fluoride and this is important uh in that it, let's say you had a bath um you could put a couple of teaspoonfuls of borax in the bath and that will neutralize the fluoride uh obviously uh, nobody, as far as I know, has managed to make a shower filter with, with borax at this point. But um, add it to drinking water, you only need a tiny pinch uh, for a litre, right? You don't need very much at all to uh, when you're drinking it. But there are advantages to borax. For instance, it's a testosterone booster, uh, which, you know, obviously is an important factor. Uh, also... Uh, you know, it, it has, you know, it's a cofactor to many uh, things in our bodies. So it, it's very, very, very important. But one of the interesting ones is arthritis. For some people, uh, a, a boron deficiency is causing their arthritis or part of the cause of their arthritis. It's, it'll certainly have... Brain How would one find out if they're boron deficient? Because my mum suffers terribly with from arthritis, but she just blames it on years of horses and falling off horses and stuff. Well, you know, I mean, let's say you fall off a horse, you know, your, your mum has probably got a calcification around where their injury was, which yeah. is giving her pain. So magnesium dissolves calcium. You know, oh, yeah, she's using the magnesium, but I'm just interested in how it, people would source it, that if they were short on borum. Well, um, uh, let me give you an example. The country that has the least boron in the soil is Jamaica. And in Jamaica, there is a lot of arthritis. I'm told that uh, even the dogs limp. And the country with the most boron in the soil is Israel. And if you know anybody who lives in Israel, ask them, do you know anybody at all who's got arthritis? Anybody at all? And they'll almost certainly say no, because there's so much boron in the soil. It seems to mean that nobody's got arthritis. Now, I'm sure there's some exceptions to, uh, to, to that rule, people who are eating processed foods and so on. But um, uh, it's so cheap. You can buy borax. You have to be careful because there's borax and there's borax substitute. 
You do not want borax substitute. You want natural borax. And a kilo probably costs 10 pounds. You know, a kilo would last you, you know, an incredibly long time. So, uh, yeah, some good news there, I think. That's fantastic news, Clive. I'm just, I always need to have a pad of notes here to when you're on, Clive, on things I need to get. Okay, so we're nearly out of time. So let's just summarise. Uh, have a look at people. If you're worried about the fluoride, by the sounds of it, they're looking to bring it in nationally. As Mark said, try and get involved with your local council. Um, say, as Mark said, don't bring in the health things, look at it in the environment, go in, like, have you got that experience on what damages, have they been tested? I never said um, try though. I said never, either do it or do not do it. Do never try anything. Well <laughs> like Yoda. Well yeah. Sorry. Sorry, sorry. Yes, you're quite right. And um, let people start looking into to borax. Um, Clive, with regards to um, the boron and borax, what's what's the difference? Sorry. Um, uh, borax is the stuff they mine, and okay. there's a brand in America called Twenty Mule Brands. Uh, they they haul that use twenty mules to haul the stuff out of the ground, and um, but. Uh, uh, the, the re, you know, borax is mainly boron from, from an active perspective. So you can just, you know, you don't have to buy boron tablets, just a pinch of borax is all you need. And anything like this, when you're hearing me talk about this stuff, you, you have to research this properly yourself. You can't just go on oh, absolutely. what absolutely. you think I just said, because I, you know, I, I, I'm not a doctor, you know, I'm just telling you the chemical reactions here of uh, two, two chemicals. Exactly, exactly. Um, now, I, as regards of shower heads and things, I've been seeing a lot of different shower heads. There were like little balls at one point in, in, in a shower head that was supposed to um, uh, filter some of the nasty stuff out. But I do believe they're now putting vitamin C into shower heads. How is that? Can you just explain, one of you, what that's about? Mark, maybe? Yeah. Well, um, uh, let me tell you, because I've been selling some on my website of, of Mark's, actually, and I've had a surprising number of people, and I didn't see this coming, telling me that their skin has got softer a lot. You know, Mark, Mark obviously has had much more experience with the sort of thing than I have. Yeah, I've just never, I mean, how does, the, I want to know about the process with mm. it, Mark, if you're there still. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, there's um, ascorbic acid in the, in the shower filter cartridge and it's got a special design in the cartridge so that it it kind of um is able to it will have contact with the water and then spin something and which um anyway releases uh it makes the water react with the ascorbic acid which creates um like with different reactions with different chemicals it's a bit like um the, the the boron and fluoride reaction in a way like it's similar um you've got um you've got hyper uh you, you it will create hypochlorous acid um which is like um something that i think is good for the skin to an extent and the um but yeah it, it completely um restructures chlorine so it will it, you wouldn't be able to smell chlorine if you did before in the shower um Asorbic acid is good for like cleaning off lime scale as well. So it will definitely improve that situation in the shower cubicle, you know, if it gets very scaly. 
but um, I don't know. And, with, and the same uh, is true with human beings. Uh, you know, you're getting a bit scaly. Uh, vitamin C will be work wonders. I mean, vitamin C mm. is the most important vitamin. Uh, you know, it yeah. is the the i the ideal antibiotic. It's the ideal um, mm -hmm. uh, antibacterial. It does so many things. It's just outrageous, and uh, uh, everybody needs to st study vitamin C because we're all low on it, and the benefits can be extraordinary. Indeed, they can. Indeed, I don't now. know. Uh, I don't know how it affects fluoride, though. I've not tested it yet, um, and um, looked into that properly. Um, so I will have a look into that eventually. Like we can test it for fluoride. But what I would suspect is it would create different sort of trifluoride chemicals. So look, with with boron, like I don't. I'm not sure if it would work if you put it in a water like a bath because it would create boron trifluoride which is still in the bath, uh, um, but in the body, if there's fluoride and you want to get it out, then you could use other halogens and even iodine maybe as well, right? Things that bind with fluoride to get it out, you know, to take it out of tissue, out of where it is, you know, you want something that attracts it, doesn't it? It binds with it and creates um, other compounds. So, but uh, yeah, vitamin C, I don't know what it does with fluoride. So we've got to, we've got to test it and actually test you know, before and after how much fluoride is, is in there, which well, will do that with the vitamin C. Okay, so the vitamin C in the shower head, ascorbic acid, the most important vitamin of them all. Um, what other thoughts on vitamin C, Clive? Well, one, one interesting fact that links to this whole thing is that if you take some iodine, like the Lugol's iodine, which is sort of this dark, very, very dark brown color. And if you add vitamin C to iodine, it immediately goes clear, like, like water, instantly. And so you can see the power of vitamin C to affect halides. So, um, you know, it, it instantly neutralizes chlorine, as Mark was saying. And, um, has this incredible reaction with iodine. So, you know, anybody who's got asthma, anybody who's okay. got um, allergies, there's a very, very good chance that uh, a vitamin C deficiency is part uh, of the cause. Um, one could say that the greatest antihistamine is vitamin C. Well, I must say, actually, Clive, since when I was, I've, I've been awake, 20, 2008, I woke up prior to the 2008, as we've discussed before, I was getting my flu jab every year. I even had the Numa, the Numa, because I think it was when it very, very, very first came out, supposedly stopping pneumonia. Well, I had pneumonia, as you know, because you've treated me, <laughs> um, sort of like advising me, and I've got over it. I've had pneumonia twice in the last 10 years. Um, prior to that, I was in hospital when I'm before I stopped having the vaccine, uh, 2008, and before I would be hospitalised every year with my asthma, tubes down my throat, the whole lot. Uh, doctor would always push it in, and at the time, your doctor always knows best. Um, I don't know where I was and why I never got the children vaccinated. My daughter, I did her first round. But little Jack never, he was never vaccinated. And it's, I just took the, I took it, took the, the ingredients and asked them to sign, sign that. But in 2008, stopped everything. No, no vaccinations. 
improved my health, drinking the vitamin C. I lost seven and a half stone in seven months because after I had Jack, they had me on steroids, massive, huge amount of steroids to control my asthma, along with Prozac for the baby blues. I had a back injury. They were um, prescribed me Valium and I ballooned. I'm only little. Those who know me, I'm only five foot two. And I ballooned to nearly 14 stone. Then I had my awakening and I walked, I swam and I changed my diet. And in seven months, I lost seven and a half stone. I went actually a bit too thin. My head was too big for my body. So that's why I know that the reason the majority, I know some people do have problems with the thyroid and I'm not fat shaming. I know I'm going to get shit for this, but there isn't a reason for people to sit there and be overweight the reason people are overweight and I was one of them and to be honest I've put on I've probably put on a stone I've probably got nearly nine and a half stone which I shouldn't be I should be like down into the eights um but the reason you put on weight is you don't eat correctly and you're not exercising Clive well, I, I think I think it's also a uh, depression from being locked locked in, up in your home. I mean, yeah. Yeah, I, I am uh, a stone overweight right yeah, now. Yeah, me too. And, uh, and I think many, many people are overweight to some degree because uh, it's so upsetting what's going on in the world that, you know, whichever, whichever thing you, whichever way you believe it, it's so upsetting that I think people are comfort eating because, you know, yeah. since joy and entertainment have been banned, you know, for a lot of people, well, that's one of the few pleasures they can actually afford. I couldn't even be bothered to go out, like, uh, for a long part of it, I couldn't even be bothered to go out when you were allowed to go out for a little walk. It got to that stage, like, and I was literally rolling out of bed, rolling down to the sofa, watching mini-series and crap. This is just for a good month or so, I don't know. And I, 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 couldn't, I couldn't even be bothered to go and exit. And that's why I put away. I've, I've sorted myself, I had a word with myself. And, you know, I make sure I get out. I can't wait to, to, to the pools and all that are open. But anyway, it's, um, it's shocking what they're doing. But really, if you're overweight, the only, you're the only person who can do something about it and start by changing your diet. Look at what you're eating. Look at the medications you're taking. Because I, I, I blame, maybe I was eating too much back then, but the steroids had a huge part. I had like this moon face, Clive, well, uh, steroids should be avoided at all costs. Uh, very, very dangerous long term. Um, so um, let's just talk about swimming pools, because if you're swimming in a pool that's filled with chlorine and fluoride, and they put a lot of chlorine in swimming pools because of all the children peeing in there, um, uh, you know, you're depleting your chlorine levels, uh, yeah. sorry, your iodine levels and damaging your thyroid. So anybody swimming needs to absolutely take iodine as a supplement uh, yeah. before they swim and directly after they swim. Yes, that's and exactly what I used to do. Well, only after speaking to you, I didn't at first. And I think it was a very old show ages ago, we discussed this. And ever since, I mean, I haven't been able to go to a pool in, in over a year or so, um, but I did exactly that, take the iodine. I mean, I, I prefer to, I like the saltwater pools, you know, when you're away, you can. Yeah, the, the saltwater pools are called seas. Uh, lakes are fun. Yeah. The, um, 
Uh, one, one thing to add about people who are carrying more weight is that if the body uh, takes in a toxin that it can't deal with, you know, uh, it can go into fat. The body can park some toxin that it can't get rid of in a protective barrier of fat. And there's an argument in some cases what a tumor is, is a encapsulation of some toxin and the body does its best to expel it. You know, there are quite a few people who've had rectal cancers and one day in the toilet, out it comes. Uh, you know, they're, they're, the body tries to expel what it, what it can't handle, what it doesn't like. And um, with fat, if, it, if it's got to park it somewhere, well, fat's a great place to put it, belly fat, for instance, because it's away from the essential organs, it's your parks, you know, in a car park somewhere. And then if you do a detox, um, quite often people say, well, I lost quite a lot of weight when I detoxified. But if you're constantly putting those same chemicals in every day by eating the same chocolate bar or whatever it might be, same poison over and over, then one can get fatter and fatter, not because of overeating. Just poor food choice. Yeah, absolutely. Um, with regards now to the food, um, we were talking about the chemicals and pesticides all over food as well. I mean, we've got to look at, you know, if we are putting the right things into us, um, people are going to their supermarkets or wherever and they're buying their food, they're maybe rinsing it under the tap. Is that enough? I'm going to direct this over to Mark, if that's okay. Um, are people okay just by washing the food under the tap water? Is that going to get rid of, because everything's getting sprayed. I mean, back when I was younger, everything was organic. We didn't have, we didn't have all of this uh, round up and Monsanto back then, but now it's literally everywhere. And the cost of organic is, is, is ridiculous. So Mark, is there anything, is, is cleaning your, your fruit and veg under the water and under the tap safe? Um, well, I, I don't think it's, um, you know, I found it necessary a few years ago to produce all my own food, all of it, right, and not buy it from any supermarket, even organic, because organic can still be hormonally modified food to be seedless. Look at seedless organic grapes in co-op or whatever, right? So, so even if it's organic um do you want to eat the seedless food right and, and if something's seedless like what effect does it have on on people long term never been studied really like it's a long-term study isn't it so so um that's why like grow your own food like now you know start now it might take a few years to get there but you know you have to start and if if you haven't got the means you can join community farms biodynamic farms just reach out they'll, they'll happily accept uh, volunteers and they they share the food you know so everyone can do that okay so um, for an so, immediate though for immediate plans can you know is there anything that people can do at the moment if they you know they haven't got they haven't started growing their own food but they do need to go and get their vegetables they're getting them from the supermarket is it okay? Is that enough that they're just washing it underneath 
No, they, they should immediately get a spade and some soil and <laughs> immediately ring up the community farms and participate, you know, and just get involved there because they, they could straight away be getting their veg and things from there, you know, this season. So, um, you know, why, why trade with the supermarkets, you know? Um, do you know what I mean? It's like um, if you can make much better food and, and you can do indoor like sprouting seeds and microgreens easily. And it's like freshly eating food has got, it's just got so much benefit. Like once it's cut off, um, a lot of the energy is gone uh, in 24 hours, you know, most of it. So you want to like get it, like pick things fresh out the garden, like salads, tomatoes. You need to start planting the baby plants like now, you know, right. and that's the urgent thing to do like now. We've got a season ahead. You can grow enough to like freeze and, we still got stuff in the freezer from last year. We haven't used, we need to use it actually. But like, you can keep it for that long till the next year. Uh, yeah. You know? And Clive, I know you're definitely one for promoting um, sort of like seasonal food, aren't you? Well, yeah. And I, you know, I also support the idea of growing it. Um, you know, I had an organic farm for many years, but just a small, small holding. And, uh, it's fantastic fun. Fantastic. Exactly. Foraging. Exactly. Foraging. Well, well. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Um, I, you know, uh, I, I think there is a migration, isn't there, out of the cities into the country and people are going to discover that there are some small patches of nature left out there. And you know, if you're lucky enough to, to have sought one out, as both Mark and I have, uh, it's uh, there is a lot of food out there just growing, popping out the ground. I mean, right now I'm eating things like chives and wild garlic. Um, you know, there are nettles if I wanted them. You know, lo loads, loads of stuff coming out. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I've just planted 40 different fruit trees. Black eight black mulberries uh, have arrived. I'm going to plant them. And they, you know, yeah. Mark, Best I just want to ask you, actually. Sorry, my dog can hear somebody else's dog barking. That's my, that's, that's my dog barking, by the way. <laughs> um, <laughs> kids on a bike. Yeah. Oh, Sorry. God, I've completely lost my train of thought now. Thanks, dogs. Cheers, yeah, dogs. But, like, you know, urgently grow your food uh, now. Um, you need to get into it. You'll never go back to shopping again. Um, and it's uh, so much better food. And you, you know, exactly. look after your soil, you know. And um, and you can do it like nearly for free as well. But I mean, to set it all up, you'll have costs. But then after that, you know, you just have to do good compost and put a bit on top and mulch it. And there you go. And, and, and leave some some to seed. You know, we always let like the really good ones go to seed and then collect those seeds. And then yeah. you might want to you want to swap seeds with other people as well, growing in the same standard as you as well to keep good genetics with your plants. Wow! It's a, like, it's a bit like if you were growing ducks, right? You wouldn't just like let the drakes mate with the offspring. You know, you'd have bad genetics. It's the same with plants. So you've got to swap seeds with people, um, and just keep keep the keep mixing it up a little bit. Um, yeah, and just um, you, are you using permaculture as well? Yeah, because that's the best way, because, um, you know, when you put like, when you offer an insect something much better next door to the plant you're growing and it's going for that, that's, that's great, you know, leaves your plant alone. 
that's what it's all about so yeah, yeah there's loads of ways to do that and that's what we're learning more about actually so um but yeah you want you like you know planting trees um you know get them going now and like other things you know they'll they'll create loads of fruit and you know, uh, you, you know growing food shouldn't be for money i don't think it should be something we all do as part of life well those are the tools that we should all be equipped with it's yeah, amazing yeah. I, there was a study out kids today um can't name trees but you put a logo up in front of them and they can li literally flick through every logo but they can't go outside and tell you what the oak tree is or mm. you know crocuses it's just it's uh, a sign of the times isn't it Clive. Yeah, the kids will copy their parents, won't they? Yeah, exactly. Clive. Yeah, I, yeah I, it, it is unbelievable. Uh, but um, I think now, you know, the people have gone one way or the other, haven't they? They've either decided to run run with conventional thinking or uh, the, 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 the few people, perhaps like our audience, who are deciding to go back, go back to a more natural way, way, way of life. And... Um, Oh, yeah, I agree with everything Mark said. Yeah, brilliant. Well, thank you so much, guys. Um, if you like what we're doing, please check out lukecollins.uk. Uh, there's going to be links to Clive up on the site later on and to Osmio and to Mark. Um, myself and Clive, I'm doing a special opening introductory offer for a week on a the Sansa sanitizer and uh it's just it's an amazing product so this is a little bit of an ad here and i just like very very quickly mark can you just um give the listeners uh tell us about the sansa yeah sure um it's uh, just a spray spray bottle with a usb connection thing and you put tap water and salt and make uh, sodium hypochlorite which active ingredient is is chlorine so it's a chlorine making little, you make chlorine from salt and water and electrolysis. Um, and that's, um, and it, it would cost about two pence a litre to keep making it once you've got the device. So it's a generator and it can be used on a number of applications. Um, so it can replace a lot of things uh, for cleaning. And it's just um, the way forward with that. Uh, so no single use plastic and much, much less costs longer term. Um, it's okay. And, and then, no horrible uh, chemicals. And if people want to make it um, smell nice, they can squeeze a bit of lemon juice or lime juice or something in it. Uh, no. So no chemicals. And um, we also got to remember Clive has always gone on about the fulvic minerals. And I know you, I'm just, as I say, this is just, this is an advert section. It is promoting, and these products I'm promoting are only products that I would use myself. I haven't sold out. Clive's got me onto the fulvic minerals years ago. Um, Clive, just briefly, I know you've got an offer going on clivedecarl.com. Um, do you want to just talk a little bit about fulvic minerals before we close the show? Well, anybody who's not uh, eating fully organically uh, anybody who's near a school or a pavement where they're spraying glyphosate, the Roundup herbicide uh, everywhere, um, everybody who's ingesting that and they're finding it in breast milk, you know, everybody has got, uh, or a lot of people have got damage from glyphosate. And uh, the remedy is are soil-based mineral deposits. 
and there are various of them around, around the world, uh, you know, on, on one level, even a material like coal uh, would, uh, you know, a bigger example might be charcoal, which, you know, sucks poisons into itself. But fulvic minerals are an extraordinary, they reckon 34 million year old deposit uh, of minerals which just neutralize toxins. It's not just glyphosate, it's uh, toxins. Uh, pretty much in general, um, you know, I, could, I could go. I could talk for about fulvic minerals for hours, but um, uh, uh, I suggested um, uh, that um, uh, just for you, it's, it's not an offer that, that is is on the website at the moment. It would just be, be for you, but we can give a ten percent discount on somebody who wants a bottle of fulvic. I'd have to get that sorted out at my end, but. Um, you know, uh, it's so ridiculously inexpensive anyway. It's thirty-five pounds for four months' supply. So, uh, you know, it's uh, a super interesting uh, thing, and people should try it because some people really notice it big time. And from a health perspective, we're well, all I, like, did. I did, I did, I did, I, I really did feel the benefits of it, and I take it still to this day. So, well, thank you. I, yeah. Well, thank you, Lou. Thanks for putting on these shows. Thank you, Clive. Um, Clive and I'll be back next week. Clive, I think I'd like to delve into a little bit of Tesla next week. Yeah. That's okay. Sure. Tesla technology, and we'll have a look at that. Mark, thank you as always, and thank you for bringing your knowledge and also the products and everything that you're doing. It's like it's a long way from like nine years ago nature reserve and all that has your place got a great big lake that people can walk around it's almost like a fairy lake yes yeah, a big it was you know what man my friends who are from it. around there one, my, my, my best friend kerry her family's all from sort of kingston and she sent me some photos she went wow look at this place and her daughter had gone up there today and she said yeah this is in this is in kent and this was about, I don't know, six, seven months ago. And I'm like, wow, it's beautiful. And now I just can't wait to tell her it's your place. Really? Oh, that's it, it looks beautiful. just magical, Mark. Yeah, it's a lovely place. Yeah, a, What's the website so people can go and have a look? Um, it's not very well updated, but it's eternallake.org. Okay. And, and, um, people can, and they can come and visit there, can they? And yeah, it's open and uh, we're open every day and there is a cafe that's going to get open soon here um, and there is uh, planning permission subject to that. We're, we're doing a, um, a clinic um, as well as a, a shop, as well like a health shop Fantastic. and a clinic and, um, and, and an, an event <laughs> building and some floating Glamp pods as well. We've got oh, a couple wow. of glamp pods, so <laughs> but we want to do right. more. Well, I'm going to be coming up to London very soon, so I expect yeah. a, a yeah. Big, we're doing a, a tour. We designed a, a floating round glamp pod because I was like that would be cool to be floating, but also in a round building, you know, oh, on wow. a lake. Yeah, so we're going to go for eight of those planning commission. Are you going to get unicorns there and like fairies? Um, <laughs> no, but I've already had witches here. and <laughs> so, <laughs> so, But that's it so far. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's a, it's, it's a nice place. I built a stone circle in a dolmen and a row of stones and connecting them and stuff, so it's attracted some people here. 
we might do. Well, thank you so much for joining us, Mark. We'll have you on again soon. Clive and I will be back next week for the Good Life Show. If you want to have a look at Clive's uh, products, his website, he's also got his secret health club. Go across to clivedecarl.com if you're interested in water products. Check out osmiowater.co.uk. And as I say, uh, Clive and I are both selling the Sansa sanitizer. I'm doing a special introductory offer because we're having problems with WooCommerce, but I just want to get this product out because it's amazing. So we're offering 10%. If you want to take Clive up on his offer of 10% off Fulvic Minerals, there is a link to the discount code uh, that you can use at climbtocarl.com to get your 10% off the Fulvic Minerals. I'll be back tomorrow with Roy Davies uh, around uh, lunchtime tomorrow and, of course, the findings. So we'll be back. Um, keep an eye out on my Telegram, Lou Collins Radio Show, Facebook, Lou Collins Radio Show, Parlour, Lou Collins Podcasts or Radio Show and our Rumble as well, Lou Collins Radio Show. And everything goes via the website. So thanks, guys. We'll see you later. Be a bride.